Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, and I'm so glad you chose to spend some time with me today. I just want to say I love hearing from you. This week, I want to give a quick shout out to Heather, who left me the most incredible review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, my friend. I see those reviews, and they mean the world to me. Heather said, if you're trying to take control of your life, learn how to live in a new way while prioritizing what matters and changing everything, you need to work with Angela. I owe my life transformation to Angela. Working with her and finding my tribe has been forever life-changing. Finding her has shaped who I am today in all aspects of my life, and I'm now able to be of service to others. Wow. I love to hear that. You know, of course, my favorite part of that whole thing is being of service to others because that is the key to happiness, I think. I can't tell you how much those words mean to me. I'm honored to be your go-to resource. Heather, I love you so much. And thank you so very much for being a part of my podcast community and Facebook and for taking a few minutes to leave a review. For those of you that are in our Sober Society membership, you know Heather from our online meetings. She facilitates a meeting every week, so you've seen her there. And this is what I want to get into today. First, let me ask you a question. If you are new to recovery, let's say in your first year of sobriety, Have you felt or are you currently feeling completely overwhelmed by all the holiday things you're facing? Maybe you're confused or unsure about how to stay on track with your recovery and routines while you're off balance with travel and family during the holiday season. And first of all, let me say you're not alone. I have a lot of people in my community reach out and ask for help in this area. I know exactly what it's like to hit that wall of overwhelm, thinking about how to keep your routines in order when everything is out of order, right? You start to stress about how to do it all and what to say and how to explain it and how to get time away from the fam. And all of a sudden you get this, like you just want to freeze because you don't know what to do or where to start. I don't want anyone feeling like that. So I'm going to walk you through some key areas to focus on when your anxiety skyrockets because your routines are turned upside down. And for those of you who are beyond your first year or two of sobriety, stay with me here. These are things that will be a really good refresher in terms of figuring out whether you've already focused on this stuff and have it all locked down. I mean, let's be honest, when you're just getting started, you want to jump right into the big, sexy rewards you're dying to get. You want to feel better. You want your life to be better. You want everybody to trust you again. And it's easy to skim over the importance of these fundamental pieces because you're in a hurry to get to the rewards. 
even if you've been at this for a while, just slow down for a moment while you're listening and use it as a checklist. I'm hoping you'll say, yes, I've done that. I've got that. That's already taken care of. I'm good to go. That's what I'm hoping you'll do if you're a little farther along in the process. But use this kind of like a little quiz to make sure you've got it all locked in. Let's go ahead and dive into these primary areas to focus on when you're trying to stay on track with your recovery and routines while everything is turned upside down with the holidays, added stressors, family, and travel. So here's what I hear all the time. Angela, how do I make time for meetings when people are staying at my house? Angela, what should I say why I need to stay in an Airbnb or at a hotel because everybody will be drinking? Angela, how will I keep up my workouts when I have to spend all this time with my family? What do I tell everyone when they ask me if I want to drink? How do I stay on track with eating well with all this good food and dessert? I'm so overwhelmed. Like These are the things I hear regularly. I get asked mostly in our membership community, I get these questions, the Sober Society, but also on Facebook and definitely in my private Facebook group, right? These are the number one type of questions I get asked, especially looking at the holiday season and all the discomforts that can come with that. And a lot of those discomforts really are just being out of your routine and being out of your home and how you do things on a daily basis. Everything kind of changes with all the added stressors on top of it. It gets really hard. The good news is the answers are pretty simple. The not so good news is (laughs) that it takes a little work planning ahead and some bravery on your part to follow through. And that's exactly why I'm doing this episode, so that you'll walk away today with answers, with the help you need to stay on track. It definitely takes some work to stay on track, and I'm here to make that a whole lot easier for you. So whether you're in your first 30 days or in your second decade of sobriety, these key foundational things to focus on are crucial across the board if you want to have a successfully sober holiday season or any event. You can use this for any event you go to. I focus on these same areas every year for the holidays, but also every time I travel. And I spent a decade traveling almost every week, and there's no way I would have the incredible sober life I've built if I hadn't devoted some time and energy to really nail these down. So let's get into it. The first thing I want you to think about is how important your recovery is to you. If you are only half committed or less you're going to really struggle to get through any difficult situation. So how important is it and why are you doing it? And I know many of you have heard this before. You have to know why you are investing your time and energy into making this huge change because it isn't always going to be easy. Why is this important to you? Why is it necessary? I want you to promise me right now you'll spend a few minutes thinking about this. I want you to nod your head yes right now. Yes, Angela, I'm going to really think this through because I need to remember why when I get stressed out. 
Yes, nodding your head. I'm nodding my head right now as I'm recording this and nobody can even see me. (laughs) And if you want to be an overachiever and really make the point sink into your brain, you'll also write it down. Make a commitment right now to do this. Think about how your drinking negatively impacts your life. Write those things down. I could trace every problem I had in my life straight back to my drinking. My relationship problems stemmed from my drinking because I was never in my right mind. I was a jerk and I would sacrifice anyone who tried to interfere in my lifestyle. Also, dating relationship problems too because of my drinking because my judgment was always clouded and I didn't feel good about myself. So I made really poor choices in who to date. Any financial issues I had because I would blow so much money going out drinking and paying for everyone else's drinks, and I was so irresponsible with money because I never grew up. I didn't have to grow up in that way. I never learned to budget or think about money or any of those things. I was so irresponsible for so long with money. It was one of my hardest pieces of growing up that I did. Low self-esteem, sadness, depression, anxiety, lack of motivation, no goals or drive, sleeping all day, crappy health. It was all a thousand times worse because of my drinking. Isolating, not spending time with my family, not making real friendships. You guys, I don't know if I've ever said this to you or not, but I had years when I lived in Los Angeles that I didn't even visit my family. Years. I didn't even go visit them because I was so caught up in my own drama and I was so different from my family, right? So it felt like it was hard. It's hard to go be around people when nobody is like you and you're always the odd man out. And that was me. And so many of us share that feeling. I was always the black sheep. Spend a few minutes and get clear on these details. Think about the last six months of your drinking and who you were. How would you describe that? That will help to clarify why it's so important to make this life change a priority. It doesn't have anything to do with anyone else. It's about you, your life, your choices, your feelings, and why you want to be different. Everyone knows that drinking too much is bad. Unfortunately, people get way too caught up in what other people will think about them or say about them. And they place more value on that outside validation than they do on the internal validation. You have to start from the inside. It doesn't matter what someone else is doing or what they may think about what you are doing. If you don't have a clear understanding of why it's imperative for you, you'll lose the inspiration that guides how you think, how you act, and how you communicate. Then you can not only lose your way, but lose valuable opportunities to protect yourself, advocate for yourself, set boundaries. You and I both know if you give someone an inch, they'll take a mile. So you have to be clear on what you are doing and why so that you can create the outcome that you want. When you know the why behind your choices, the toughest days of staying sober will still have clarity. 
And I'm here to tell you, there are some tough days in this journey, not because sobriety is hard, but because life is hard. Anyone that's been living life for a while knows this. Life is hard. I'm going to guess that every single one of you who are listening to my podcast right now have already experienced some of those hard days. But if you know why you are doing it, it can keep you disciplined to keep moving forward. That's how powerful it is. And let me add a little bit to this too. Your why doesn't need to be some big, profound, life-changing thing. This is something that can throw you off, and not a lot of people are talking about this in detail. It doesn't need to be, I'm changing the world and transforming lives. All of that is great, but it won't get you out of bed in the morning. For me, as an example, part of my why in a lot of areas is because I want to be a person that follows through on things. That's the person I want to be. So when I make a commitment to something, I do it. I don't half-ass it. I don't quit when it gets hard. I don't give up when I'm not good at it right off the bat. I don't stop when the committee in my head wants to throw in the towel because that's not the person I want to be. I spent a lot of my life being that person. I quit everything when I was unwell. So now that I'm well, I have to do that differently. I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to be the person that when I tell you I'm going to do something, you know I'm going to do it. I'd love to tell you I got sober and right from the start I wanted to transform lives and change the world. (laughs) But it wasn't that way. It was a little more selfish. And the reason for that is I had to fix myself Before I could think about fixing anyone else, I couldn't worry about what other people were doing or what they were thinking about what I was doing because I was in such a rut. I just had to figure out how to feel better. It was about me, my life, who I want to be as a human. I was taking care of me first. And here's the great news that comes with focusing on the fundamentals first. Now, years later, my why has changed and it's gotten a whole lot bigger. I do want to help as many people as humanly possible and help transform your life, be of service, see people grow. But if I hadn't done that targeted work within myself first, I wouldn't be capable of helping anyone else. I specifically attract a lot of ambitious, action-taking people. I'm here to support everyone in their journey in life and figuring things out, but I'm really focused on those trailblazers and goal crushers who are coming out of a dark period of their lives and they're ready to reclaim their freedom and have a different life experience who willingly show up and bring so many skills and knowledge from other parts of their lives into this. They don't know how to do business without drinking. Certainly if you're like salespeople and there's a lot of taking people out to dinners and things like that, they've never socialized outside of a bar or champagne brunch. And planning a coffee date with a friend seems like a foreign concept. But they're coming to the table determined 
to change their perspective and habits, and they've built a lot of those skills in other areas of life. And the reason that holds a special place in my heart is because that was me. I showed up and I was willing to do anything. They said, come to a meeting every day. And I was there every day. They said, service work makes you feel better. And I didn't even hesitate and ask why. I just did it. I soaked in the information. I let people guide me with doing the next right thing day to day. And I was crushing it. But I will never forget how many times I drank when I really didn't want to, or how many mornings I woke up hating myself and feeling like a giant POS, or how many times I tried to moderate my drinking and failed miserably, and how terrified I was to walk in the door of a meeting. I know what that feels like, and I want to serve the people that want guidance and want to know how to change their lives because you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's what excites me and gets me up in the morning. Your why doesn't need to be big and profound. It just needs to mean something to you. Don't focus on what others expect of you or what they may think. Just do it for you. This is your work. It's your life. And like me, your why will probably change as you go. But as you're moving into a stressful time of year where you will be overwhelmed with stressors and triggers, knowing your why can help you get through some really uncomfortable situations. The next thing I want you to do is get really clear on what your most important routines are right now. Maybe it's morning meditation, a healthy breakfast every day. Um, Three meetings a week is like your requirement for yourself. Exercise four days a week. If those are the things that keep you on track, then you need to look at how you can make those things happen, even if it isn't in your regular way. Don't get stuck freaking out about how you aren't going to be able to do exactly your thing, exactly your way, in exactly your place. We have to be flexible, right? So you know I spent a solid decade traveling about... 20 plus days a month. I'd fly into a city and do an intervention with a family, get the person we did the intervention on and fly them to treatment somewhere else, then back home to KC or LA for a few days, then I would do it all over again. I lived in hotels. So I had to get very creative and efficient with my routines so that I didn't freak out every time I was out of my comfort zone. And here's the deal for me. I depend on protein shakes when I travel because my ability to pop in my kitchen and put something good together is non-existent. And protein is a primary focus for me with my food intake, right? Especially when I'm extra busy and traveling, I want as much protein as possible to keep my mood up and my energy good, to not have a bunch of crazy cravings because cravings are already worse when I'm traveling and I have to stay balanced. Protein's hugely important in that. So before I go somewhere, I check out my options. Does the hotel have healthy protein shakes that I can order? Is there a good smoothie place close to the hotel that's quick and convenient? Sometimes I'll call the front desk and ask them if I provide my protein powder, will the kitchen make me a shake? They can charge me for fruit or something, throw it in the blender with my powder and we're good to go. 
the important part of the ritual is that it keeps me on track. It's not important that it has to be at my house in my kitchen with only my stuff, right? Or at my gym exactly the way they do it. Don't get hung up on that stuff, okay? Find ways to keep your rituals on target. Exercise is another one for me. If you've followed me for any amount of time, you know I take classes at my gym. It's what works for me. I need the accountability of a start time. I need the privacy of being in a room and not out in the gym and all the equipment and all the people. And I like doing really hard workouts that I don't have to come up with my own routine. So classes, group fitness is my jam. Well, when I travel, obviously I can't keep my exact gym routine. So I get creative. I look to see if my gym has a location where I'm going and look at their class schedule. If they don't have a location, I may look at other premium gyms in the area and do a day pass one day and take one of their classes. Or I can do something totally different and take a class at a Pilates studio and take advantage of the opportunity to explore something new. I can also do yoga in my hotel room with YouTube or on my gym app, or I can go to the hotel gym or go for a walk or a hike or a run. I don't run, but I know a lot of you do. (laughs) But these are all creative ways to make sure you exercise so that you continue to have the benefits of exercise and stay in your routine. If you're traveling or if you have company coming to stay at your house, figure out the ways you can stay on your routines and rituals, even if it has to be a little bit different. Morning readings, prayer, meditation, whatever your jam is, think about when you can do these or how you can do it. Do you need to get up earlier than everybody else to make this happen? Do you need to leave the house and go somewhere else to have private and quiet time to yourself? Maybe you can take an extra few minutes in the bathroom before or after your shower and do your thing. But take the time to think about some different options that will work in the situation you will be in. Are you seeing the importance of planning ahead? (laughs) It's so easy to just take a couple of minutes while you're doing your hair in the morning or driving to work to think about what your holiday situation is going to look like and how you can keep your rituals on track. Again, if you were really committed to doing well, you'll write it down. And if you are a super-duper goal crusher, you'll tell someone your plan. Think it or read it, write it down, say it out loud. That's how you retain information and make things really actually happen. Especially when you're first getting started. Go the extra mile. Believe me, it gets a lot tougher when your life starts coming together and getting really full. So take advantage of every opportunity to build the foundational skills now so that they will support you for the rest of your life. Build powerful habits. One of the greatest outcomes of this process is not only getting creative in your thinking and challenging yourself, but it's also a practice in getting through discomfort. I've talked about this on so many episodes. Our rituals and routines are important because they provide a sense of security. We know what's happening. We know what we're doing at what time, and that takes away the fear of the unknown. 
One of my favorite quotes is, our anxiety does not come from thinking about the future, but from wanting to control it. You start obsessing over all these possible outcomes to every situation, stressing about how you're going to keep anything bad from happening and trying to figure out how you can control all the people and all the pieces to make sure you don't feel any discomfort. But that's not realistic. You're going to be uncomfortable. I can promise you that because life is uncomfortable. So rituals and routines give you a sense of control and security. You don't have to question what's happening because you have a routine. It relieves anxiety. When you travel or people come to stay at your house and you're in the midst of holiday activities, your routines will naturally be off track. And if you want your anxiety to be super uncomfortable, then you can just sit back and do nothing. Let the stress take over. Don't make a single plan. Don't think through how you'll keep yourself busy or what you'll say when someone offers you a drink. Don't make a plan for how you'll protect your sobriety. Just do nothing and watch it fall apart as your anxiety goes through the roof and you are completely unprepared and feel like crap. But if you're like me and most of my private clients and you aspire to be one of the people who enjoys your holidays and is celebrating every sober day, then you'll take action. Get comfortable with the idea that you'll be uncomfortable. And remember, you have conquered a million uncomfortable situations in life and you can conquer this as well. Don't create unrealistic expectations. Everything won't be perfect. It won't always go smoothly, but you will show up and roll with the punches and make the most out of the situation. Remember your why. Why are you determined to make this change in your life? Why is this so important to you and your family? Make a plan to accommodate your rituals and routines so that you can take care of yourself and your needs. Just a quick side note on this too. Sometimes I may not know when in the day I will be able to do something. Like I can't always say every morning I'll do X, Y, Z, especially when other people are involved. And you don't know exactly what the days are going to look like and what you're going to be doing. In that situation, I'll just hold it in my mind that I need to do whatever the thing is sometime that day. If I want to spend a few minutes being quiet and doing some meditation and visualization, but I don't know exactly which part of the day I will get that opportunity, I'll just keep it in my head that I need to find 15 minutes at some point before I go to bed. As long as it's on my mind, then I look for those windows of opportunity to present themselves and I can take that time to do what I need to do. Or I'll say in the morning, I want to make sure I walk for at least 30 minutes today. It can be whenever. I just owe that to myself that day, and then I can figure out when and where to fit it in. Give yourself some breathing room and make sure you're doing what you need to keep yourself healthy. Staying connected to other sober people. I feel like this is pretty easy at this point. You can text with sober friends or... You have all of social media to be connected to other sober people 24-7. If you haven't made an effort to get connected somewhere in that way, then I suggest you get off your happy little buns and make that magic happen. 
Join us in our Facebook group. Post something to start a conversation or just read through other people's posts and comment on them. Getting connected is your responsibility. No one can do it for you. If you want to stay in forward motion in your recovery, then you'll get connected one way or another. And if you choose not to make that effort, remember you're also choosing the consequences that come with that. And none of us like consequences, right? There's no reason to make choices that bring consequences when we could make different choices that bring rewards. (laughs) It's a pretty simple choice when you think about it like that. Get in action. Follow this episode like a checklist, no matter where you are on the road to recovery. And I would love for you to jump in the Facebook group and share your plans with all of us. Remember, if you want something to become a reality, you think it or read it, you write it down, and you say it out loud. You can do all of that with us in the Facebook group. And I will link the Facebook group in the show notes so you can get there right from your podcast app. If you're not a member, we would love to see you. Um, we're facing a couple of weeks that can be really challenging or they can be really fun and full of laughter and celebration. It's your choice, my friend. I also want to give you a little insider information, a little early insider information. In January, I'll be doing my dry January 30-day boot camp again, and I'm super excited about that. Last year was amazing and so much fun, so keep your ears open for the early sign-up opportunity next week. Now, let's recap this episode. I want to make this even more simple for you by giving you an easy approach to getting your plan together so you will follow through and set yourself up for success. So break this down in super simple 30-minute tasks. I want you to schedule a 30-minute block in the next 24 hours to get clear on your why. Sit down, listen to this episode again with pen and paper in hand, and get that clarity. Then, sometime in the next 24 hours from there, schedule another 10 minutes to sit down and write out the routines and rituals that are most important for you to maintain for your well-being and sobriety. What are those three to four things that you want to make sure you do on a regular basis? And take this a step further to think about what your holiday situation will be. Are you traveling for how many days or are you staying home, but you have to go to a few different places to visit family? You're going to have days off work. Think about which days it will be hard to keep your routines. If you're staying home, it may be only one day that's a bit chaotic for you. Maybe it's Christmas Eve because that's the day you go see extended family. And Christmas Day is easy for you because you're home with your kids. Just spend a few minutes breaking down what routines you want to focus on and thinking through what your schedule is going to look like. Then sometime in the next 24 hours from there, schedule 30 minutes to get clear on what your options are to follow through on your routines when you aren't in your normal situation. Listen to the episode again and go through all the options I laid out, how I do it when I travel. You may need to spend a few minutes Googling gym locations where you'll be going or healthy stores for food or smoothies or meetings. And that's it. Your plan is together. Easy peasy. You don't have to do it all at once if you don't want to. Although 
most addicted people are really obsessive. So once our minds lock in on something, we tend to way overdo it. (laughs) You're welcome to do that too. But I want you to make this commitment to yourself, to your sober community that needs you, to your family who wants you to be well and be happy. Then get with me in the Facebook group and share what you're doing. I love you guys. Thank you for spending time with me. You know how to find me if you need anything. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. Candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.